night, feeling as if she were flying in George's protective arms. They had been made for each other, and people had once commented with admiring smiles. She and George had been similar in size, with her own diminutive stature matched by her husband's less-than-towering frame. Although George had been average in height, he had been wonderfully fit, and so very handsome, with his golden-brown hair and alert blue eyes, and a dazzling smile that was never long in hiding. He had loved to laugh, dance, talk. No ball or crush or dinner party had ever been complete without him. Oh, George! A wet, aching pressure grew behind her eyes. How lucky I was to have you. How lucky we all were. But how am I supposed to go on without you? Well-meaning friends had pressured her to come here tonight, intending that this should begin the days of freedom from the smothering rituals of mourning. But she wasn't ready. Not tonight. Perhaps not ever. Her gaze scored across the crowd, locating various members of George's family as they socialized and ate delicacies from gilded Sèvres porcelain plates. His older brother, William, Lord Taylor, was escorting his wife to the drawing-room, where a quadrille was about to begin— Lord and Lady Taylor were a well-suited couple, but their tepid affection did not begin to approach the genuine love that she and George had shared. It seemed that everyone in George's family, his parents, his brothers, and their wives, had finally recovered from his death. Enough that they could take part in a ball, laugh and eat and drink, allow themselves to forget that the most beloved member of the family was in an early grave— Holly did not blame them for their ability to carry on, now that George was gone. In fact, she envied them. How wonderful it would be to escape the invisible mantle of grief that covered her from head to toe. If not for her daughter, Rose, she would never have a moment's respite from the constant ache of loss. Holland, came a murmur from nearby, and she turned to see George's youngest brother, Thomas, Although Thomas had the same attractive features, blue eyes and amber-streaked hair that all the Taylor men shared, he lacked the mischievous spark, the slow, dazzling smile, the warmth and confidence that had made George so irresistible. Thomas was a taller, more somber version of his charismatic brother. He had been a steady source of support ever since George's death from typhoid fever. "'Thomas,' Holly said brightly, forcing a smile to her stiff lips. "'Are you enjoying the ball?' "'Not especially,' he replied, while sympathy flickered in the azure depths of his eyes. "'But I believe I'm navigating it better than you, my dear. There's a pinched look on your face, as though one of your meekrims is starting.' "'Yes, it is,' Holly admitted, suddenly aware of the persistent pain in her temples and the back of her skull, the throbbing that warned of worse pain to come.' She had never had a megrim in her life until George's passing, but they had started after his funeral. The severe headaches appeared unexpectedly, and often drove her to bed for two and three days at a time. "'Shall I escort you home?' Thomas asked. "'I'm certain that Alinda would not mind.' "'No,' Holly said swiftly. "'You must stay here and enjoy the ball with your wife, Thomas. I'm perfectly able to return home unescorted. In fact, I would prefer it.' All right. He smiled at her, and the similarity of his features to George's 
made her heart wrench painfully and caused the throbbing in her head to sharpen. At least allow me to send for the family carriage. Thank you, she said gratefully. Shall I wait in the entrance hall? Thomas shook his head. I fear there is such a crush of vehicles outside that it may take several minutes for ours to come to the forefront. In the meanwhile, there are several quiet places for you to wait. As I recollect, there is a nice little parlour that opens onto a private conservatory. You'll find it past the entrance hall, along the hallway to the left of the curving staircase. Thomas, Holly murmured, touching his sleeve lightly and managing a wan smile. What would I do without you? You'll never have to find out, he replied gravely. There is nothing I would not do for George's wife. The rest of the family feels the same. We'll take care of you and Rose, always. Holly knew she should have taken...